sacrifice. Man, it's one of those things that when I think about, most of us don't want to deal with. We don't want to think about the fact that we could possibly have to lay our life down for somebody else. And that somebody else might be somebody that is not even grateful for the freedoms and the liberties they have. But the soldiers throughout years of American history have done just that. Sacrifice is defined as to suffer loss. I mean, complete loss. To give everything up, especially to an ideal or a belief. And then in doing so, you step aside and say, it's not about me, it's all about the cause. I just want to talk to you for about 15 minutes. Because sacrifice is the emphasis I want to focus on. And uh, as I look throughout American history and see that 200 million soldiers given in their lives since the Civil War, it's overwhelming to think what was the sacrifice made for kids, literally kids, to leave their home, to put a gun in their hand and fight for our freedom. And it dates back to the worst, the worst war in American history was the Civil War. More died in the Civil War than any other war. It was just after the Civil War, the decision was made to have a decoration day. A day set aside where we decorate the graves and the tombs of soldiers and we mourn and we celebrate the freedom they've given us, the sacrifice. And in 1971, I didn't even realize this, but in 1971, which is not that long ago, it was a federal holiday finally made for what they call Memorial Day, the day we're celebrating tomorrow. All centered around this one thing, sacrifice. My mind as a Christian goes to Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, and I, and I think of the words of Paul when he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living Key word there is living, sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. He said it's your reasonable service. When he said, I beseech you, beseech means I beg you. I plead with you. I plead with you, Thrive Church, Fellowship Baptist Church, and every church that believes in the doctrines of the faith to stand firm and don't compromise. So he says, I beseech you to present your bodies a living sacrifice. So Paul's not just asking, he's pleading. He said, there's something that we have to do that's greater than any Roman soldier ever did. It's greater than anybody in history has ever done for their country and for their nation. And that is be a living sacrifice. And he says, you know why? Because of the mercies of God. He said, I beseech you to be a living sacrifice. Why? Because of the mercies of God. He has been so good to us. We need to be the same to Him. And so as we celebrate this subject of uh, living sacrifice and we apply it to our own lives, I think, man, why wouldn't I be willing to give it all for Jesus Christ? Because the next part says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which just simply means that you are willing to give it all. So I don't know if it's true, but I heard the story about, uh, you know, I'm sure it's true because pigs talk. A pig and a chicken. And the pig and the chicken were walking through the city. And they walked by a store and the sign on the door said, looking to purchase bacon and eggs. And so the chicken looks at the pig and says, you know what, I think we should do that. They're paying good money, really good money. So why don't we, I'm going to give a couple of eggs, make some money. What about you? And the pig says, I don't think so. See, the difference between you and me is, for you, it's just a donation. For me, it's, I have to go all in. That's everything I got because it's bacon, and I ain't got nothing left to give. 
The fact of the matter is, is I feel like Christians are having the same discussion. It's like, should we go all in? Should we present our bodies a living sacrifice? Or we just give a donation of some time? But the reality is, if you're going to present your body a living sacrifice, if you're all in, that means you give everything. But the good news is, is, is it isn't a sacrifice unto death. It, it would be really disturbing if it was. Presenting our bodies as holy and acceptable means we reference Leviticus in the Old Testament in chapter 1 and verse 10 and how they would bring this lamb before the altar and it was without spot or blemish and it had to be perfect. And, 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 and it represented, it foreshadowed what Jesus would do for all mankind. Because Jesus was the final sacrifice. You know it. You know the biblical history of that. In the sense that Jesus gave his life and he could only do that because he was 100% God, 100% man, yet without sin. And so we now find ourselves in a position to present ourselves as a sacrifice. But Jesus says the good news is this. You just have to be holy and acceptable unto me. Holy and acceptable means you want true communion and relationship with me. And if you're willing to do that, everything else has been taken care of. You don't, have to, you don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to lay down your life. You literally have to be a living sacrifice. Every day, eat, eat breathe, and glorify God with everything you do and you say. The best way to look at it is Galatians 2.20. And it says this, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth within me. And the life that I now live, I live the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, he gave himself for me. Now I'm going to live for him here on earth because I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live. So the point goes back to this. What is it to be a living sacrifice? What is it to give everything? I mean, you're all in for Jesus Christ. And it's summed up simply by this. Romans 12:2, And be not conformed to this world, Romans 12.2, the following verse, gives us clarification how you and me are to be a living sacrifice. And he says it in two ways. You ready? Paul just says this. He says there's two ways. One, how not to live. And two, how to live. Some things you're not to do and some things you are to do. First thing he says is what not to be. And that is be not conformed. Be not conformed to this world. You know, let me make sure you get the clarity on this. Everybody with me so far? Sun's not too hot. We good? All right. The process whereby people change their beliefs, their attitude, their actions, and the format of life to conform to a group or a, a, of people. In other words, to be conformed means whatever this group likes, that's what I like. I want to be a part of what they're doing. Do you know the word conform goes all the way back to the Old Testament and even in the time of Christ because it was used by potters. They would take the clay and they say, I'm going to conform you. I'm not sure they actually talk to the clay, but in their mind they're thinking, I'm conforming this to the form and shape I want it to be. And so it's speaking directly to us the same. Paul says, do not be like the clay and let the world be like the potter, conforming you and putting pressure on you to look and be something you're not. He said, be not conformed. And so, in other words, the only way that you can possibly live a life that's a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, is you can't be conformed. The world is unique, specifically in this passage of Scripture. He says, the word world here is what we're not to be conformed to. It's actually the Greek for the world in this passage of Scripture is cosmos. Cosmos means this. It means to make an arrangement of. Do you ever heard of the word cosmetic? It comes from the word cosmos. In other words, cosmetics 
is shaping and forming yourself in such a way that appeals to others. It is retransforming if yourself on the outside to appeal, to look a certain way. So Paul says, be not conformed, cosmos, to, to the world, cosmos. Don't, don't allow the pressures of the world to transform you or make you into something you were not meant to be. So if you are and me are to be a living, breathing sacrifice, then we have to understand that the world is not to conform us. It's not to transform us into something we're not. I'm going to save that word transform for the next part. Focus on conform. Here's the thing. The word world represents everything that's evil. But it's a distinct word here in this passage of Scripture. It's not the same word as John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. That's dealing with the human race. It's a different Greek word. But the word here is cosmos, which means it's a, it's a, it's a specific group if you would. It's, it's those that reject Christ. Don't, con, don't let them conform you. Now this is important for you to catch. It's very important to understand that the conforming to the world allows you to become part of their belief or their narrative. You've been shaped and formed into that. You think about sports. You've heard sp the world of sports or the world of fashion or the world of finances. That word finances defines that world. The word sports defines that, that word world, what they are. But when Paul says be not conformed to the world, it's defined by one word, evil. So the first step to being a, a, a living sacrifice is not to be affected by the world. He says, this is what you are not to do. Jesus even said to the Heavenly Father, I'm not asking to pull them out of the world, but just keep them from the evils of the world. Speaking of the believers. So if we're to be a living sacrifice, it starts with not being conformed. Pressure is everywhere, especially on social media. Be not conformed is in reference to the man on the outside. But the next part is the man on the inside. The second, what to be. That's what not to be. What to be is to be transformed. But be ye transformed by the of your mind. Transform means the act or process of changing completely. It's a complete change. But I like that the word uh, transform is used because it's translated from the inside. It literally is speaking of the inside, like, like a cocoon. It, it, it's working on the inside and then it comes up to the outside and looks completely and absolutely different. So Paul says this, if you are going to be a living sacrifice, you're to do number one, you're not to be conformed, but number two, you are to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So transform, renewing the mind, is directly in reference to transform because it's speaking of the inside. Your mind's on the inside. Your mind is powerful. So even if you feel like the dumbest thing in the world, your mind is powerful. I, I told our church about a week ago that I was, I, I, uh, I was having a hard time breathing. So I went to the emergency. I actually went to... Um, urgent care and they did a scan and they're like there's a spot on your lungs we're very concerned so they sent me to the emergency room they did more in-depth scans while they're doing the scans it was about 10 minutes my mind was racing y'all with me I, I was thinking to myself you know what I probably have cancer I may not have long to live so at that moment in that seat or that uh, that, that that bed my own funeral I thought, you know what, I could preach my own funeral because I'm still alive and if I know I'm going to die. So I started going through the funeral process. I went from that to, 
there's cotton floating through the air and I just swallowed one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Could you give me a bottle? Only that would happen to. And I started creating this idea of how I would, wow, real service there, thanks. Sacrifice. Way to sacrifice. And so um, I was like, man, if this is it, I have it all planned out. My mind went crazy for 10 minutes. I literally was already dead in the grave and had a beautiful funeral. And then she came in and said, it was just a shadow. There's nothing to worry about. And then my mind shifted gears again, thinking of all the possibilities I still have in life. You know why? Because our mind is a powerful weapon. It controls you with fear. It controls your anxiety. It controls your way of thinking. It makes you think when you look in the mirror, if you're good enough, if you're not good enough. And so Paul says this, you're not to conform to the world because they're putting pressure on you to look a certain way, act a certain way, and be a certain way. But you're to be transformed from the inside, which is the translation of the word transform, with the mind, renewing a new way of thinking. So with this, here it is. Y'all ready? He said, I want you to change the way you're thinking. And the only way we can do that is Philippians 2.5. Let this mind be you in you, which was also in Christ Jesus he is the one that's going to give you perfect peace. You say, man, this is so cliche. I've heard it so many times. I'm tired of hearing it. If you do not allow yourself to retransform from the inside out, you will always live a life of self-gratification. You will never be a living sacrifice. You say, that's not true. It is true. If you choose to live in fear, it's because you've never renewed the mind and you cannot truly be a sacrifice for Jesus Christ. You're still conforming to the fears that the social media and the media in general is you have to start to clear the mind and renew and watch this if you do the bible says that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in him i just gotta refocus i was not focused this morning i had my mind on a thousand things i even went the wrong direction was 10 minutes late to get here i i didn't load one plate y'all follow me do you not load plates for a picnic? I, I'm just losing my mind. You know why? Because I was so focused on all the little things, I was scatterbrained. If you don't stop focus, you'll never be able to renew the mind. One of the role models I had in my life, and he spoke at my graduation, is Lee Robertson. He said, life looks like this. His fingers in the air, and he's doing this. He said, you got all these things coming at you. You don't know where to start. He said, if you don't flip it like this and take one at a time, you will never be able to have clear mind. This is renewing. It's a new way of thinking. And Paul says, you're going to be able to be a living sacrifice. Quit being squeezed by the world and conforming to their idea. Renew your mind. Rethink. It all for the glory of God. And think, huh, what would Jesus do? It's still true today, even though it was trending 10 years ago. Paul says in verse 2, that you may be, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Living sacrifice proves. That means you will see it work out. Did y'all catch that? Proves means you'll see it work out. What's going to work out? What is good will come. What is acceptable will happen. And what is the will of God will be done. So if you want a life that looks good, not here, but in here, it starts by being a living sacrifice. We're going to do this. Stand on your feet. We're going to pray and we're going to eat. It starts today. It starts today focusing on what matters most, and that's Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if you're a teen. It doesn't matter if you're old. 
It doesn't matter if you're young, middle-aged. If you do not learn to be a living sacrifice, your mind will always be in a way of thinking that's conformed to the world. But when you can get past that and have clarity of mind and renew it and become a living sacrifice, you'll transform everything from the way you think, the way you speak, the way you treat your wife, the way you treat your husband, even the way you treat your dog. Because the reality is living sacrifices are to give it all for Jesus Christ and separate themselves and their way of thinking. I'm going to sing, not personally, but with you. And as we sing and we close out this time, I'm asking you, are you ready to be a living sacrifice? Because if you haven't, it's time today.